Hello, Sawona, how's it? Molo, Jumbo, and welcome to Every Nation Devon Podcast. We hope this message will inspire you and draw you closer to Christ. Enjoy. Okay, so there's a short word I want to share, okay? And it's, um, and it's, and it's, and it's this, it's God, this man. That, that's kind of the title to this word, God, this man. And the scripture that I want to read is from 1 Kings 2 and verse 39. Let me just pray before we start, because I've had like four hours of sleep, so. (laughs) Father, thank you for this opportunity to be together, and and Lord, we just pray that that what's in this for us, Jesus, would just come out. Lord, I pray that you would use this as a moment to build us, to guard us, to protect us. Lord, your word never returns void. But it goes out and it accomplishes what you set it out to accomplish. And so I pray this morning, Lord God, that you would empower me to bring word this morning, words of life, Lord God, words that will enable us. We are right now, just, just open your heart, like, say, Lord, speak to me today. Lord, speak to me. It's not about Wayne, it's not about, it's about anything else. It's about just a moment for you just to hear from the Lord. Amen. Amen. Anyway, so it's 1 Kings 20. Um, before I get there, I had a wedding yesterday. Um, I was doing a wedding. Okay. Is there another chair here? Uh, right there. Right. Um, so I always like, you know, uh, I get asked sometimes because of the, the world that we, uh, that Trish and I live in with do sports on the beach and stuff like that. So sometimes we we rubbing shoulders with uh, some unsaved people, and then you know ultimately they, they find out that we're ministers, and then they they like want to get married, and then they ask us to do the weddings, and and so there's these opportunities I have to go and do weddings uh, in in environments where man the the beers are flowing and 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 it's just it's hardcore, you know. So. Uh, so I was doing a wedding yesterday and uh, I was just thinking about the couple and I prepared a word and I wrote the word down and like 10 minutes before we were about to start, my iPad froze. Yeah. And, and I was just like, couldn't get what I had prepared. And, it, and it's never ever done that before. It's just like this, you know, that thing was just spinning round and round. I was just like, why try, 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 turn off, whatever. Boost up again, spin round, round, round. And so there I was, you know, in front of like 150 people, and I don't have any notes. I've got nothing. And it's like a ceremony, so there's so many things you have to remember, vows, and this time you're going to do rings, and this time you're going to do... And I'm just like standing there, like... And I'm just like, and like the bridesmaids all come in here. And I'm just like, Jesus, what are you doing to me? You're killing me here, you know? And, uh, and so I, I had to like just, you know, put this thing down. And, and just go from my heart, and um, and it was just incredible how God took over the moment, and um, and man, we had people coming up to us afterwards and saying, you know, I've, I've you know I've strayed from church. I want to come back to church. Hey, where's your church? I want to you know come visit you guys. Can you pray for me? One guy told me he got shot like a couple of weeks ago and survived, and I got to prophesy into his life. And it was just you know it was just God. It's amazing what God can do. Without us, yeah. <laughs> you know, when we just put our agenda aside. So, I really, I just want to put the agenda aside and say, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. 
Lord's great hospital, so that's this one. So, 1 Kings 20, verse 39, says the following, it says, As the king passed by, the prophet called out to him and said, Your servant went into the thick of battle. Can someone say battle? Battle. And someone came to me with a captive, a prisoner, and said, God, this man. Can you say, God, this man? Say it again. God this man. God this man. If he is missing, it will be your life for his life. This is a serious job he's getting. Serious, serious. All you'll pay a talent of silver, which was too much, so you'd basically lose his life. And then he said this. He said, while your servant was busy, can you say busy? Say battle. Say busy. While the ser- while your servant was busy here and there, the man disappeared. And the king said, this is your sentence, you have pronounced it upon yourself. So, this, this story is, is actually a story with, within a story. It's, it's a prophet trying to get the attention of the king of Israel. And you know, when prophets try and like, tell a story, they're, they're actually pronouncing judgment or something hectic. And so, the king of Israel had sinned and, and done something wrong. And so, he was using the story as an illustration to, to convict the king of Israel of you know, what he had done wrong. And so, you know, this, so it's a story within a story. But I feel like this is, this is a significant story. And, and there's something in there for us today. Um, it serves as a, like an illustration for what I feel like God is on God's heart this morning. And that is that we would guard this man. Um, so this guy was given, let's just jump into the story. This guy was given the job to guard a prisoner. And we, we're not told who this prisoner was, this captive was. But we know that he was obviously very, very important. It was like, you, you do not let this guy out of your sight. So I'm thinking this was like a high-profile, lethal assassin, you know, qualified, I don't know, murderer, just samurai, ninja, <laughs> someone like, you You better watch this guy, okay? Watch it. This guy gets out, it's going to be bad. It's going to be dangerous. And so what he was saying, when he was saying, God, this guy, he was saying, Protect yourself, protect everybody else, because if this guy gets out, if this guy breaks loose, everybody else is in danger. You're in danger, we're in danger, and you can imagine this is, this is actually happening while there's a war on, while there's battle going on. So, so you know, in battle, everything is like high stakes. Everything is urgent, everything is important, everything is like desperate. And, and so when you give him this job, you're like, you have to do this job. And the guy's like, listen, if you lose him, you lose your life. Okay, that's how important this thing is. Um, and so, you know, this guy was obviously like a well-meaning guy. I mean, he was obviously just like, you know, he was obviously a responsible guy to be given this job. He was obviously like, you know, he had... You know, they, they obviously thought he was qualified to do it. He was capable to do it. And so he was given the job to do it. But the problem was that the battle distracted him. And I can imagine just in those days, you know, can you just try and picture, you know, Braveheart. I don't know, whatever, the, those movies, Gladiator. You know, those, those, the battles going on. People are dying. They're screaming. There's ammunition. There's supplies. There's water. There's, there's so many things to do in battle. Trumpets going, commands going out everywhere. And so in this battle that's happening, 
he gets distracted from the most important thing, which was to, to guard this guy, to look after this guy, to guard him, make sure he doesn't get out. And, um, and in this story, what, what I see here is, is something very similar to, to our lives. You know, Jesus comes into our lives and He gives us a new life. Amen? He gives us a new life. The Bible says that all things have passed away. All things have become new. He gives us this new life and He says, protect this new life. You know, this life that I'm giving you is precious. It's eternal life. It's, it's a, a life of, that's, that you've been forgiven. You've been washed off your sins. It's a new thing. And, and He gives it to us to, to steward it. You know, there's so many scriptures in the Bible where it says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Make sure that your, your lamp never runs dry, that, you, that it's trimmed and ready, that you look after this, this treasure, this new life that God has given to us. And so, you know, one of the ways we protect our faith or the life that God has given us is by guarding the old man, the prisoner. It's by guarding that old man. And when I, when I say old man, I'm talking about, you know, the old self, the flesh, that carnal nature, that, that side of us that is lazy to do the things of God, that side of us that Love sin, that side of us that celebrates wickedness, that side of us, you, do you know what I'm talking about? That side of you that just, you know, when you want to do what's right, it's there trying to say, do, go this way, you know? And, and, and in the Bible says this, it says that when Jesus saved us, He gave us authority over that life. He redeemed us from that life. And the, the fact that we can even know that that guy is there still shows that we're not that guy anymore. We've been given a new identity. We've been given a new life in God. That all life is gone. The flesh nature is gone. But, but he, he hangs around and the job is to, to guard him. The job is to make sure that he doesn't break out. How many of you know he can break out? Yeah. He's a trained assassin. Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's an escape artist. Just when you think you, you, you've got him... He's slippery, you know, he's popping up in another area. You, you have to guard him. And the command to this guy was guard him with your life because it will be your life for his life if he's missing. And really, that's exactly what it is with, with us. If we let that, that old nature, that sin nature, that carnal nature, if we let him out, if we take our guard off him, if we just take our eyes off him for a moment and we just... Focus on other stuff. We get busy with life. If he gets out, he destroys our life. He takes our life. And he takes the life of, of others around us as well. He, he ruins our marriage. He ruins our kids' lives. He ruins our business. He ruins our careers. He ruins our reputations. He's, you know, he's, 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 a, he's a trained assassin. He, he will he'll kill every part of our lives if, if, we, let him, if we let him out. And so, you know, we, I, wanna, I want us to know this morning that we, we are gods, guardians <laughs> of the galaxy. We, we're, we're guardians of the, the new life that God has given to us. You know, when you go look at the New Testament, it's replete with, with warnings and encouragements and admonitions to, to preserve our faith in God. 
guard your faith. Make sure that you finish this race. You know, we, we kept getting told that it's not how you start, it's how you finish. I was saved in 1990, filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, where are you today? Do you know what I mean? Because it's not how you start. You know, Jesus, you know the, there's the story of the, you know, the, the ten virgins, five foolish and five wise, and, and the foolish ones didn't take oil with them. And then when Jesus came back, they didn't have oil, and then they weren't allowed in. And so that whole illustration Jesus was saying is, was, was you have to preserve this walk that, that I've given you. This new life is, is something like, it's so precious. All right, imagine this is your new life. It's worth everything. It's worth your life. Yeah, this is your eternal life. This is your life with God. This is, imagine this is it. And, and, and Jesus comes to us and He says, Tyler, will you guard this? Will you protect this? I am going to come back for you. And, and, I, and I want that. I'm looking for that. And, and, and I want you to grow that. And I want you to, to cause that thing to flourish and to profit. And you know that the, tale, this, the, the parable of the talents... He gave five to one guy, two to one, one to the other guy, where the five went and multiplied. What was Jesus telling us? He says, I'm giving you a new life. I want you to grow it. I want you to mature. He said, the kingdom of God is like, like, a, like yeast that goes into a dough. You put it in the yeast and what happens to it? It rises. What he was saying is, I want the kingdom to rise in your life. I want you to work it out. I want you to work out your salvation. I want you to work out this thing called prayer. I want you to work out this thing called spiritual warfare. I want you to walk out this thing called faith and trust in me. I want you to walk out with in fellowship with other men. I want you to, to become the image of God. I'm giving you the, 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 the foundation. I'm giving you everything that you need. I'm giving you a new life. I'm giving you authority over the old man. He's a defeated man. You, you can guard him. You can... You you can tell him exactly where to go. I'm giving you everything that you need. But when I come back, Amen. When I come back, I want that. I want to see that. I want to see what you've done with it. I want to see how you've grown it. I want to see how you've matured it. I want to see the level of faith that you've got, man. Well, you know what? I, I, I trusted God five years ago and He came through me from, with me, came through for me with finances. But what about today? Yeah. You trusted God for a thousand rand, then what about a hundred thousand rand this year? Well, actually, let's start thinking a little bit bigger. What about what about our neighborhoods? What about our city? What about how big can this thing get? How big can And according to Jesus, man, there's no limits on this thing. If we look after this thing, if we water this thing, if we nurture this thing, if we guard this thing, man, we can be mighty, mighty men, giant slayers, man. We can transform cities. We can transform industries. We can transform families. We, you know, there's, there's no limit to the power that God has put on us. But He says, when I come back, I'm looking for it. And from what this thing story says, it's like, what if he comes back and it's not there? What if it, what if it, what if what he gave us is, is actually not there anymore? The judgment is this, is that it's your life for that. That's your life. Your life in Christ, I want you to know, men this morning, is, is the most valuable possession you have. You know, Jesus said this, the kingdom of God is like a man who found a treasure hidden in a field. He went and sold everything that he had. He bought that field so you could have that treasure. The life that you have in God is 
the most valuable thing you have. You know what? You could strip me of everything. Take my house, take my car, whatever, whatever. Take, take everything away from me. Can I tell you now? I don't care. <laughs> I honestly don't care. Take all the money out of my bank. Take, take whatever possession I have. Take it. Because I can tell you now, in one day, God can restore a double fault. What I have in Christ is way more valuable than what I have in the bank. Amen. My nice clothes, my whatever I have, I'm telling you now, you've got something way more valuable than that nice watch you saved up to buy. That nice car you saved up to buy. You've got, you've got a life in Christ. He came to Abraham and he said this, he said, I am your shield. And I am your exceedingly great reward. I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward. You know what? God God does not have an inferiority complex. He knows how good He is, man. He comes to Abraham and He says, The blessing that I'm giving you is me. (laughs) I am your exceedingly great reward in life. I am what you're looking for in life. I am, you know, I am. You got God, you got everything, man. You got that relationship with Him, that father-son relationship with Him. You have everything you need for life. The Bible says that He has given us everything that we need for this life in godliness. He's given us everything that we need. We have that. Let me tell you something, guys. We have, we are rich. We are wealthy. Can somebody say amen? Amen. We are so rich because you have God in your life. More than anything else. But, we've got to guard this life. We've got to protect this life. And so, you know, there's um, the way... The way way we guard this life is by making sure that that old man stays a prisoner. That that old man, we keep our eyes on him. That we, we make sure that that guy does not break out. He doesn't get, he doesn't, you know, we have been given authority over the flesh. Paul tells us, us too much theology to get into now, but in Romans 7, he, he goes through this whole thing about how, you know, I, I see this law of sin in me and I see this law of God in me and who will save me from this wretched, you know, man that I am. And, and then he says this, I thank God through Christ Jesus, my Lord. And what you're saying is God is... God has given us authority over the flesh. Amen. Let me show you something. There's not a bad habit that you're doing. There's not a sin in your life right now that you cannot master. Yeah. Yeah. The enemy would like you to believe that it's, it's too tough for you. There's not a sickness in your body. There's not a, there's not a, a habit that you're trying to shake that you cannot master be, because of the power at work within you. You know, and some people teach this Christianity of like you have to always battle the flesh and the flesh is like they almost exalt the flesh and Satan and like it's this, whoo, this battle going on. He's defeated. He's defeated. All right? God has given us what we need. We, we can master over all of those things. We can, we can rule over those things. He, that's the whole thing about a prisoner. He's a prisoner. He's, he's, he's been caught. He's been captive. And, and, and it's like Jesus comes into our life, He grabs that sin nature, and He takes it captive by His power, and He puts it in our care, and He says, look after it. Keep your eyes on it. Don't let this thing break out. And yet we go, oh, Jesus is too big. No, I've given you authority. I've given you power. I've given you whatever you need to get over this thing. You can do this thing. 
You know, I heard a testimony of a guy who was struggling with, with a porn addiction. And, um, and, uh, and he was challenged to, he felt so under this thing. He felt so burdened by this thing. And it was just struggled for year after year after year. And, um, and somebody told him this. He said, when you're going to watch porn again, do this. Declare these words. Say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am the righteousness. And that's all he took. He just took one scripture. <laughs> one bazooka. One atom bomb. You know, that's what the power of this word is. It's like, it's a bomb. One scripture, he took that thing and he just started to declare, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And that thing bowed. That thing bowed to, to, to the faith. You see, when we, when we start to rise up in faith, when we start to realize the ammunition that God has given us, man, man that, that prisoner has no... He's got no chance. He bows. Jesus said that, uh, James said this, he said, Submit to God. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Resist the enemy and you're free from him. We have authority. We've been given power. So I want you to know there's no temptation that has seized you that is too hard for you. But what is common to men? You know, it's common. We all go through temptation. Amen? Amen. Every day, all right? We, we, we're tempted in some way, whether it's money or girls or sex or whatever. It's this temptation to lie, to steal, to whatever. It's, it's there. It's knocking at us. But no temptation has seized us. But what is common to man? And God is faithful. He'll never allow us to be tempted beyond what you can handle. So I want you to know this morning, you can handle it. Amen. Amen. You can handle it, and there's no condemnation. God's not going, oh, when are you going to handle it? He's saying, when are you going to get that faith muscle going? When are you going to get that word muscle going? When are you going to... There's nothing that you cannot handle. Can you just turn to the guy next to you and say, you can handle this? You can handle this. You can handle this. So, so we've got to guard. Guard that guy. Don't let him get out. How many of you have seen the movie Shawshank Redemption? Yeah. Yeah. What a great movie. How many of you? Just so I need... What? <laughs> Guys! Don't you know when it was like on the main list? The Gladiator, Braveheart, Shawshank Redemption. It's like, it's right up there. Okay. Now, I don't know if I can even use this now. <laughs> Shawshank Redemption, this guy gets convicted for a crime that he doesn't do. He goes to jail. He's a good guy. He's in jail, and he's there for many, many years as a prisoner. And, and, the, and, and he's so unassuming. He's so obedient. He just toes the line. He you know, in prison, the prison's full of all sorts of characters, all sorts of monsters out, you know, there. Uh, never been, but you know, and uh, <laughs> like the Lord, you know. <laughs> but it, but there's, there's, you know, and he's just this guy who who does what he's told to do. Doesn't make a fuss. Doesn't, you know, he's he's well behaved. Can you say well behaved? He's well behaved. Okay. And so the prison guard starts to trust him. Starts to give him responsibilities. 
getting he's an accountant, so he gets him to look after the books in the prison. And he starts to give him like just certain rights, certain privileges of you know coming and looking after the accounting of things. And, uh, and every time he goes to his cell, you know, there's just his bed, basin, toilet, and a poster on the wall. That's, that's his cell. Right? One day, they come to his cell, and he's missing. He's gone. The prisoner has escaped. And they cannot figure out, how does he escape? And then they peel back, or actually, I think he threw a stone through the poster, because he was so mad, like, where was this guy? And behind the poster was a tunnel. The guy had been for years slowly, slowly chipping away in the wall, digging a tunnel under the prison, out the prison, and escaped. He'd been planning it for years. And that poster, this unassuming guy, you know, just nobody ever thought that this guy was doing anything wrong. But behind that poster was his escape route. It's a great story, okay? I've ruined it for you now, so... <laughs> But this is the thing about the flesh and the carnal nature, is this. So just when we think it's well behaved, oh, I'm not doing those sins anymore, you know, I'm, I'm not doing that thing anymore, that, that just when we think it's well behaved, that we start to give it some more freedom. Yeah. We start to say, it's, oh, it's okay, because that thing, you know, booze doesn't really bother me anymore. You know, that's a giant I've slayed, so it's okay if I just indulge a little bit, you know, like on the weekends or whatever. You know, we, 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 the, the problem is we can sometimes think, this, this carnal nature is so sneaky, man. He's like a well-behaved criminal sometimes. He'll sit there and he'll smile at us and say, I'm under control. I, you know, just when you think he's, you've got like all the bad ones nailed down, you know, we start to loosen our grip a little. And we start to give it a little bit more freedom and then we don't, and then suddenly... You know, we, we see the tapes on the internet, you know? It's, it's like, while we think we've, we've nailed lust, he's been digging pride. He's been digging envy, or hate, or bitterness, or offense, or he's just been digging in some way. I don't know about you, but going through this fast, man, there have been so many things. You know, I was just saying to the staff, like, a week ago or something, like, I was just saying, man, there are so many things that are, like, coming out in me that I... Like, I didn't even see they were there, man. This, like, this pride or this whatever. And it was just like, Lord, are you serious? Is this there? But it was only through, by just, just building my spirit, man, by fasting, by prayer, that I was able to see, like, oh, that prisoner. <laughs> I see. There's, a, there's another, you know, just when I think I had him nailed down, there's, there's another side. So, so God, say, God, this man. Look at somebody and say, God, that man. God, that man. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, I'm Gim I'm, I'm white. <laughs> but I'm not just white, I'm, I'm like, I'm white, white, alright? <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and I live in a hot climate, and so, I don't know, you know, I wasn't designed for Durban, like organically designed for this place and so so my skin is super like susceptible to skin cancers my granddad died of skin cancer and um, and so I have to be like super careful with my skin in the sun every day I have to put on sunblock can you believe it I've got a moisturizer with like SPF 15 or 20 or whatever I have to put that on my face and I have to 
keep sun, sun lotion in my car so when I'm driving I can put it on my arms so that, so that I don't get burnt by the sun. And I've only like started thinking like that in the last, like I don't know, short period of my life because growing up I never even bothered. I used to get burnt and I was reckless, you know. I was just be like red and white and red and white. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's terrible. Okay, and uh, anyway, so so I had to start going to the dermatologist, and he's given me some serious warnings. And what I do when I go to the dermatologist is really... The dermatologist is actually like Satan, alright? He's... The dermatologists are the wrong But they're like, they really are evil, you know? They make you like... I have to strip down into my jocks, right? And, um, and then they... So I'm exposed, right? And then they send like these, these young like girls in. <laughs> you know, like interns, you know, like the like dermatologists learning to do. And they've got these cameras, you know, like with high resolution lenses. And they have to come and like take photographs of all these like sunspots on my body. And so I have to stand there with these like young girls and cameras. And it's like normally air conditioned, so it's really cold and anyway. It's humbling. Oh Jesus. Let's get this over with. <laughs> and, then, and then, then, you know, they're lifting up your junk. That's terrible. Anyway, okay. So, so then, they, so, but, this is a, but it's an interesting exercise. What they do is they photograph every spot on my body. They number it. They mark it. They keep a chart. And then I have to come back every year, and they look at that, the, the spot, the pictures that they took last year, and they compare, like, this spot on my hand. Like, you can see I've been burnt, okay, they they burn stuff off my body, okay, with lasers and CO, what, nitrogen and whatever, okay, it's horrible. And they, they, they look at the spot and they, 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 fire, they take a new picture and they, they put it on this big screen and they say this was last year and this was this year. And what they're looking for is any change. They're trying to see, has it changed color, has it changed shape, has it done, you know, any, anything, is, what, what's happened to this thing, you know? And, uh, and then they'll know whether they need to act and do something about it. And when I was you know, just thinking about this message, I thought that's like a really good illustration for how we need to examine our lives. We have, to, we have to hold up the standard of God's Word. And we have to compare ourselves to it. Not every year, but, but all the time. And you know, I know that I'm prone to skin cancer. Do you know what you're prone to? Do you know what your weaknesses are? What is the, what's the bus that's going to take you out, man? The one that you, you know, what, what is that? And then it's not enough that you just know that, but that you go to somebody and you say, Langa, this is the bus that can take me out. And, I, and, and I'm prone to this thing. Can you even watch me and see if this thing comes into my life? I'm telling you, that's like going to the dermatologist. If you, you can do that, man, you can win at this thing. Amen. 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 So, you know, just uh, an example, Saul. Saul is a, is a King Saul in the Old Testament. He started off his life, I don't know if you know this, but Saul was born on Mount Mitzvah, which, uh, which actually means humble. And if you look at his early life, Saul was such a humble guy. 
He was, he was one of the most humble guys. When they came to anoint him as king, he went and hid in the baggage, in the luggage with everybody. He didn't even want, he didn't even think he was worthy. And, they, and then they, they brought him out and then they anointed him. And the Bible says this, that the Spirit of God rushed upon him and he was changed from that moment on into the leader that God had called him to be. But the qualification for that moment was that he was an extremely humble man. In fact, the, the scripture says this, it says, when Jesus, God said this, when you were small in your own eyes, you were of great value to me. Now, Saul was born on Mount Mitzvah, but he died on Mount Gilboa, which means pride. He was born on humility, and he died on pride. And if you look at this man's life, it's so incredible that you just see, you know, he was so humble, the Spirit of God came upon him, and then what happened was, he started to neglect the prisoner. He started to neglect his secret life with God, his walk with God, the treasure that God had given him. And he pride crept in and envy crept in and jealousy crept in and anger crept in. And all these things started creeping in to the point where they actually killed him and his sons. His sons died with him on that mountain. How different could his testimony have been? So, so this Saul is an example of, of how we start this walk with God, but how we need to keep this walk with God. In fact, his downfall, the, the, the moment that he was rejected as king, was the moment when he took disregard for the sacred. When, he, when Samuel was delaying, and he just thought, okay, let me do the offering. Let me just do the offering. So he just went and did the offering because Samuel was taking too long. He disregarded the sacred. And that, and the sacred was the thing that qualified him for the position. <laughs> the sacred, he was this humble guy with nothing, man. And, and the spirit of God, the sacred, qualified him to be that thing in life. And this is the thing with us. We come into the kingdom humble, man. We, we come in like broken and sinners. I don't know about you, I came into this church on my knees, man. And, you know, I went down to the front many times for prayer. I was in the confession all the time, you know. I was trying to get out of sin, and I came in broken, messed up, humble. Jesus, I know you the way. This life is wrong. And, and then what happens is we grow. The Spirit of God rushes on us. He anoints us for a task. We start to grow in confidence. We start to grow in life. We start to become kingdom warriors, and, and we, we do not guard the sacred. We do not guard that life. And then what happens is we start to decline. And so I want to say to you guys this morning, don't disregard the sacred. Like Saul. You were born on this mountain, finished on this mountain. Finish strong. Finish strong. Paul, uh, Paul said this, he said, I discipline my body. Lest after I preach to others, I disqualify myself. He said, I have fought the good fight. I have kept the faith. I have finished my race. You have to keep the faith. You have to fight the good fight. You have to keep the faith and finish strong, guys. Amen? Amen. Alright, can I just wrap with a prayer? Father, Father, thank you for this opportunity here. Lord, I, I, I pray that every single one of us in this room, Lord Jesus, every single one of us in this room will finish strong. And Lord, I pray that you have built something amidst us in this church, Father God, where we would be men who guard each other. Where we guard that old nature from coming out, that prisoner, that defeated foe. 
but that we also guard each other, that we guard the young men in this church, Lord, that we make sure we finish strong, Jesus. Lord, I pray, Father, that when we cross that line, that day when you come back, all of us will be found to bring out more than what you gave us, Lord. More faith, Lord, more courage, more boldness, more, Lord, more Goliath skins on our belt, Lord God. The Lord, when you come back, Father, we would all be, none would be lacking, no one would be missing. Lord, I pray that you build a culture in us of, of, of encouragement, a culture in us, in this church, where we guard each other, we, we look out for each other, we, we, we rescue each other, we pull each other up, we, we confess to one another. Where, Lord, I, I know isolation, Lord, is, is, is the enemy's thing. And I pray for, for any of us in this room this morning, if we're feeling isolated, Lord, that you bring us out of isolation and bring us into relationship and bring us into fellowship, Lord Jesus. Where we're insecure, where we're afraid of making friends, where we don't know how to share our lives. Jesus, empower us, I pray. Help us to stop being awkward with each other. Help us to stop being fake with each other, Lord Jesus. Help us to have real conversations in this church, Lord. Real moments, real coffees, real times of confession, real moments, Jesus, where we're men like we should be men, Lord. Where we acknowledge that we're in a battle and we don't want to get distracted. We don't want to get busy in the battle and miss the most important thing, which is our life in you, our sacred life with you, Lord Jesus. Your house. Your people, your word, worship. May we never grow tired of these things. May we never neglect these things, Father God. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Thank you for tuning in. For more messages like these and other resources, you can visit our website at endurban.org. Remember to subscribe to our podcast channel to stay up to date with the latest sermon. Be blessed.